welcome to Talent Bus, where I talk about talent acquisition with fast-growing SaaS companies. Today, I'm joined by Anna Kuhlstrand from Mentmeter, and we have super interesting topic for you. Anna used to work as a VP of people in the company when two of their founders went to a parental leave, and suddenly Anna became the CEO of the company for five months. And today we are discussing how did the five months go, what was easy, what was hard, what were the learnings, and what Anna learned during these five months and how she's taking these learnings and changing her way of working as a VP of people now after this experience. And let's start today's episode with some background information and how Anna actually ended up leading Mentimeter for five months. Uh, yeah, so it, it depends where the, where you want, like where, where does the, the journey start? But I started at Mentimeter uh, three years ago in 2020 as VP people. Uh, and our founders, uh, uh, two co- co-founders, Niklas and, and Johnny, they have always been very active uh, in the company. Uh, and then uh, Johnny was uh, going to have his first kids a kid and he wanted to be off for for a half a year uh, and then I got the question if I wanted to be uh, interim CEO uh, during that period of time uh, so I mean then you can ask why did I get the question and I, I felt very very proud and honored and hum- humbled <laughs> like also uh, but I've been uh, I've been working as a CEO before uh, so uh, not in the the SaaS industry but uh, on in um, for three different digital agencies like consultant agencies it's a total other business model but of course like I felt comfortable with the <laughs> like the responsibility of a CEO uh, what was new for me though was like this the size and that it, it is SaaS and that is like 40 million ARR and those kind of things, completely new. So I would say that I felt that the pressure was much higher than my previous uh, CEO uh, jobs. Yeah. Interesting. And, and you mentioned that you had like two founders. Like, why do you think, like, why you and not the other founder? Or was the other founder still still around while while you were working as a CEO? He also went on parental leave at the same time. Uh, the same time. So basically both our uh, founders were away and yeah. we we were joking around in the management team and saying like uh, in Swedish you say Fritt, like free from parents uh, like yeah. you can have a party <laughs> you know when the parents are not <laughs> home. So that was like how uh, yeah we were joking about that like let, let's just do some bold moves now when, when they are both away. No, no, but I think like uh, uh, Niklas, uh, the other founder, he is uh, like a great, like he works with, with um, as a chief uh, innovation and technology officer. So he's like great at innovation, great at uh, running the engineering part of the organization. He's like an innovator, uh, I would say, like that's really his, his strength and his very good with people and culture um, mm. things, but he is not as, as at all CEO material, uh, and he, he yeah. would agree. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, interesting, and I, I've heard you know some stories about you know very various different companies where the let's say the founders or CEO steps off for a while, and I, I think there are like 
two kind of ways on doing that. There are those stories where they really step off. So they go out for six months and they're they're really not there. And then there are those where it's a title only. Hey, you be the CEO, but then we are <laughs> actually still running the company and you know we are participating every management team meeting and stuff like that. So what, what was the kind of situation for you? Like, did you really, really had the chance to, you know, run the company without the founders or? Yes. Yeah. So, so that was actually the, the setup. So, so Johnny was completely off, uh, from everything operational. Uh, he like did some like investment lunches, like those kind of things, uh, but, but like nothing uh, operational. And then Actually, the brief I got was also like that he wanted to be surprised when he come came back. <laughs> so like, can you take some decisions that you haven't checked with me? Uh, so I will I will be surprised because like, and I think that was also an, a reflection that. So first, it felt like it's only five months, like August to January. It's not that much of a time. But in a SaaS company that is growing at the pace we are growing, a lot of things happens uh, during just five months. And we also have, the like during this period, we had the strategy rollout. We had, of course, the, the budget um, the budget period. Uh, we had all of the, like our development cycles and employee service cycles and, and all that. We had the planning for, for Q1. We had the OKRs planning for 2023. We had the strategic uh, the roadmap planning. So there was like a lot of things. Um, so, um, and I think that's as with, I would, I would say like from maybe VP level, even director level, maybe, but VP level for sure. If you want the most of someone, you need to give them full responsibility. Like, um, otherwise it's very hard. Uh, I mean, that could have worked also, but probably we wouldn't have come as, as far. Um, so it would be more of like a, um, maintaining. That could also be the job, but that was not the case, uh, which I think was fun and I felt it. And then, um, but one thing that's important for me to mention is also that uh, we, we have been working very much with our management team to make sure that the management team is a high performing team and not only like that we say that we're high performing that we're actually like also measuring like what stage we are in like group development stage and so on so for me that was a very that is a very important um like uh, information point in this that we were a very high performing management team so uh so i felt super safe uh with uh, with uh, with our our team, and uh, that everyone was like all all the department heads knew exactly what they were doing. We were like building on each other's strength. We had fun together. We could also be like vulnerable and and talk about uh, our struggles. And uh, if we would have been a newly formed management team, or maybe a management team that was only like doing information but not actually working together, this uh, would have been so much uh, tougher the assignment for sure for sure and you mentioned there earlier that the other founder that they or he he wasn't ceo material what, what do you think what 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 is ceo material <laughs> i understood now that you were going to ask that um <laughs> no but i think that um okay i think as a as a ceo you need to be a, a generalist 
first of all. So mm. you need to be very good at many things. And you need to be interested in the whole business. Uh, so like for us, it means like very high interest in product, in marketing, in sales, in support, in also like the data and insights and so on. Uh, because that's the whole idea of a CEO that like, how can I make all these units work together to, to, to drive business results? So, so for me, that, that's one thing. So uh, it's very common, I would say, that a, a department head is very interested and focused and, and really like passionate about their, uh, their area of expertise. So if you are uh, this uh, chief product officer, you are like, you, you dream about product development and you are passionate about uh, like uh, go to market, product led sales or PLG or whatever. So, so, so I think that that's one thing uh, that I would say as CEO material that like you, you are a proud generalist and you're actually mm. passionate about all the parts that makes uh, the whole. Um, and then of course you need to be also interested about like the, like I would say the customers uh, customers slash users like for me that's where everything starts that you need to, to care a lot about the customers and users what they need pain points the value we're providing them and look at everything from that perspective uh, so that is I think a very important trait uh, and then of course like the business acumen or the business the the interest how that translates into to money uh, and to pay attention to to um, like conversion rates or monetization strategies or or those kind of things, mm, uh, yeah. So uh, and then I, I mean I believe, but maybe uh, like not everyone agrees, but I believe that a, a great CEO is also a, 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 like a people person, a, a person who really cares about people and understands mm. that that. Um, uh, like the collective in intelligence is bigger than the, like, yeah, like the what is in the the the, um, the sum is greater than its it uh, its part, and also that like yeah. how you create a performing culture uh, that is not only performing like you know uh, the carrot and the stick. It's actually about like intrinsic motivation and making sure people are engaged and having fun and feel safe and uh, that you also have a focus on resilience and and well being. And yeah. uh, Johnny, our CEO, he has all, he, he, he is a great CEO and he has, he has all that. Um, and I don't have, I, I'm not as, I would say that I'm not as great CEO as he is, uh, but, but uh, I have some other <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. But I think it's kind of super interesting because like, We've been thinking as well with our founders that like who should have kind of which role. And uh, for example, for us, even though my, my title says CEO, like from us, I think I am the person who is best in leading things. And then my two other co-founders are better in leading people. And, uh, but I, I think the importance there is not the titles, but the fact that we have kind of realized that one and that we have, you know, clear, <laughs> uh, clear responsibilities around that one. Yeah. 
but I mean, for all all uh, leadership roles, I, I think like the the self awareness uh, and self reflection mm. is key. So when you're aware, then you make sure that you surround yourself with people who are who who complements uh, your 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 skills, and also that you like as a group are performing. And uh, you don't. I mean, no one can. No one is perfect. No one can do anything or everything. Uh, so so as you say, but I I. Do believe that it's important that you have a. I mean, you need to have you need to be at least a bit curious <laughs> on yeah. people, on culture, so so you open up for those conversations. Because otherwise, I I think you will uh, you will fail also as a CEO, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and totally agree with with that. And it's it's for sure something that no i'm focusing currently a lot like learning about that topic more and more because i yeah. i think that is is super super crucial for sure because i mean it is possible to run a performing business uh by being 100% focused on performance and and i mean like twitter they have now laid off 80% of their staff with a quite rough communication uh, method uh so i mean you can run a profitable business that way also. So I think also ultimately this is based, I mean, you need to be the leader that you want to be. And that is like role modeling the values that you believe in. So it's more about like, what kind of world do I want to live in? How do I want us to treat each other in this world? Mm. And what kind of leadership do I want to then like, uh, uh, stand for basically so i mean you can run businesses in many different ways and it's only you who can decide what what, what like uh, values that you live by yeah and that yeah. will impact the, the whole company uh, and attract different kind of people yeah that is true that is true but when when you kind of hopped into the role and maybe a little bit before before that one like what kind of goals did you set up for? Was it more like for you as a CEO or for for the company while while you were working as a CEO? But kind of, kind of what was the task you mentioned there earlier that they want to have a surprise when they are coming back? But like, how did you decide to you know measure your success as the CEO of the company? No, but I, I mean, my my success metrics uh, was the company's success metrics, basically like the, the budget that was set and, and the, the goals we had for our self-service and enterprise revenue. Uh, that was, that was that's the task, basically. Uh, yeah. And then I had some, um, I had uh, like an idea of focus areas that I, that I saw that, so I, like I, I did some preparation during the spring to basically, or... As I saw it, I should treat this as if I got the job. So yeah. what would I do if I got this job? Uh, of course, I would like make my analysis of the business, the state of the business, and then make like some kind of plan for what transformation I, I thought we should do during this month uh, and, and how. So I, I, I set up those focus areas and we talked about it in the management team and then and we took took uh, many steps uh, in relation to that, and um, one one of them was to to become more customer centric uh, as a company. Uh, that it's um, it's very easy, and also when you grow, 
it's very easy that you lose the connection to your users and customers and you start to talk a lot about internal things and you're like inwards looking and uh, it's easy to start to see when it happens like in slack or in communication or in um, like the presentation on the 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 town hall uh, all hands that when you when someone presents something, they present it from an internal perspective and not from the customer value perspective. So that was uh, one thing that I wanted to to like have an extra eye on and and, and take new st- uh, new steps within. Uh, and the other one was cross functional uh, collaboration. So uh, we have seen that we are as many companies too siloed. So product, marketing, and sales specifically uh, needs to work much more together. Uh, and uh, we uh, we like establish establish new ways of working and set up new like forums to discuss uh, the cross collaborative uh, 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 work that needs needed to be done. Uh, so so those were um, those were like two two important focus areas that we were working with during the autumn. Yeah, I think one thing that I I've been personally thinking a lot. Yeah as a CEO is like, I wish that our employees would kind of see my day-to-day life, let's say for a week or for a month. And after that one, they could be actually performing better in their, you know, day-to-day life and also kind of understanding the business a bit better. Now, now would be interesting to hear a little bit of your thoughts on, you know, stepping kind of down as a CEO and coming back to, you know, leading your people function. Like, what, what do you do differently right now? Or do you see things differently now in your role that you used to maybe saw differently before, you know, having these five months as CEO of Mentimeter? Um, yes, I think like one of the, the biggest, um, like, or... One thing that I, is that I built much closer relationships to all our department heads, uh, which mm. I didn't have before, because like during the autumn, we were sitting in the management team working uh, together and we also had, I had all my one-to-ones uh, with everyone and so on. So I came much, much closer and, and that in itself is is very beneficial for my role as chief people and culture officer. Uh, so that's something uh, that like... I actually see now how I can actually, or the company could benefit from me having an even closer relationship to them uh, with their struggles uh, or opportunities when it comes to, to to building the like an like an efficient and performing and, and engaging um, mm. department culture, basically. Uh, so that was one thing. Uh, the other thing was that I, of course, I got a much better understanding of, of our business, our our uh, revenue streams uh, house everything ties together so it's much more easy for me now when i talk about people and culture uh, related topics to um, um what do you say um relate it to the business to like to relate so it doesn't become like here comes the hr department talking about hr stuff but actually like to relate everything to to business impact or our strategy or our goals and so on which i mean of course on paper that is what uh, a people and culture <laughs> function should do like we are only here here to accelerate uh, business impact but it's easy to forget in the in the daily and you you get into your like 
your own like expertise area, you become a bit blind in a way. So I think that is um, the second part that like now it's more easy for me to relate uh, people in culture operations to business. And then uh, probably I've been or I am now more, I would say I'm more performance focused than I was before. So uh, for me, it for me, it's very clear in my head that like things that we are driving in people and culture, for example, engagement, well-being, diversity or those kind of things, safe psychological safety, that they are uh, driving business uh, results. But what I understood now is that like if I don't more explicitly talk about performance uh, and like being having a high performing culture, reaching targets, uh, focus, focusing on what has the highest impact, there is a risk that the, the people perceive culture only as the, the ping pong tables or the free lunch or, or something like that. So, so that has, um, I, I'm going to focus much more from now on when I talk about our culture to also uh, talk about that it, it, it is a performing culture that we are building. Mm, exactly. I, I think that makes sense and it's it's important because I, I, I've been hearing, you know, a lo- lot of talk from both HR people and, you know, recruiters, employer branding people that, hey, founders don't get our value or CEO doesn't get our value. And of course, there's always like two two sides in each each coin, and someone might say that hey, maybe the founder should should realize the value. But I, I think one of the keys here is really that you know the people who are working in the people function or talent acquisition function, like how they can you know present their value, uh, present that performance, uh, the meaning of that one for the you know business strategy, the growth of the business, and so forth. So I think that's super super interesting point there. No, but I, I believe, uh, I agree with you that like for many years and still in many, in some industries, unfortunately, there's still this fight, like, like HR should have a seat at the table in the, in the management team. And I think the good thing with the startup community is that we are beyond that. So like people, people in culture in, I would say most SaaS companies or most tech companies has a seat. Uh, in the management team. But I do believe that exactly what you're saying, that like, if you don't have it, maybe you also need to look yourself in the mirror and like, uh, are you connecting what you're doing to, to business uh, uh, impact or, or, or not? Because uh, when you start to do that, then uh, yeah, otherwise there actually, <laughs> there is no, no point at, at being at that table. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What happened to your role while, while you were a CEO? Like, was there a new VP of people or were you kind of handling that hat as, as well or what uh, was the situation with that? Yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't have any, any new, uh, but we have, we have two uh, great directors. So they stepped up basically. So director of talent acquisition and director of, of people. So they stepped up and took a lot of my responsibility during the, this period, uh, which also was like part of their like um, what do you say, <laughs> development track anyway. So so now uh, they can keep on doing what they what they did during the autumn, and then there are new 
new needs or business needs, or we're, we're also growing as a company. So, so I, I have <laughs> plenty of things to do anyway. <laughs> so yeah. I think that was, also, but I, I do think that this is a lesson also for Mentimeter that like to dare to put people in interim positions, uh, and to, to basically take, take a chance on someone, uh, and mm-hmm. like see someone's potential and let, let them try out an interim position. It's not only this, this, this one, we, we're also doing it in other parts of the business and, uh, and many times, or I, I would say most of the times people ra- raise to the occasion, is that what they say? Like they really like step up and, and, and deliver and th- the amount of learning you get during this period is, is, uh, is like no, no course could, uh, could, uh, replace that. Yeah. I, I really like the idea, but then I see one one challenge on that one regarding retention. And if I can explain that one, let, let's, well, let, let's use you as an example here. You know, w- working as a VP of people, then going to CEO, really enjoying that one. And then you're like, now I need to, you know, go one step down in my career when I kind of go back in the, in the role. And same could happen, let's say, salesperson going as a head of sales for for a while or something like, do you see that as a challenge? And and did you have the feeling, you know, when, when you kind of came back that, Hey, now I needed to, you know, downgrade myself and I'm not that valuable or valued at work or something like that. Uh, so like, I, I believe you're right that there is a risk, uh, that you, that you should be aware of. I, I do think that it's a bit, maybe depending on the culture, the, the company culture and the, the people you have recruited, if they are very driven by by titles and status, uh, this is a greater challenge. But if you have built another type of, of culture, maybe it's not. So I think it depends a bit, like on the on the company itself, how how like hierarchical and title driven it is. Uh, for me, it was uh, I didn't expect it to be a challenge to go back. But it was actually, uh, and 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 so I, I was a bit naive, I guess. Uh, so it was not a challenge to lose the title or 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 the responsibilities. So that was very like for me, and it's also I think important that you understand that it's a period of time and that it's very clear like period of time, then going back. So it's clear from the beginning in all these kind of things. Uh, but the the main challenge for me was more like emotional things, like for example. I had one-to-ones with everyone in the management team and suddenly I didn't have it. So it was like that I lost like my sense of group connection or, or, or uh, like something like that, because that's a big difference that one week you have one-to-ones with eight or seven people and you come very, very close to them. Like this, the CPO, the CFO, the uh, CMO and like all that. And then the other week you are not having it anymore. Uh, so that was like a, like, uh, I mean, it's hardwired in our brain, like to, to like the tribe brain th- that we are like social animals. So, so it, it makes sense. Like I felt outside uh, of the group, it, but I wasn't on paper, but it felt like that. Um, so, th- so that was one thing. And then, um, and there was also like, I also discovered like uh, some what do you say, like some interests or passions during this period that I have. For example, I'm actually very, very interested in, in 
in like business development and like go to market strategies and those kind of things. And, and so that is a bit like, oh, now I'm like missing, missing out on it <laughs> in a way <laughs> because I'm not in those conversations, but, but, but I'm not that worried. Like it's, um, it's just that if you have been doing something for a while, then you get into it and, and you get a lot, like it's re- rewarding. Uh, and then you need like a bit of patience to, to just like get into, like, I, I need to like re, um, rediscover my passion for people and culture again, uh, and to set up like new, new goals and new, uh, a vision with the team and get excited again about it because I, I've been away and just like acknowledging that. I think, but but uh, I, uh, to answer your question, I think that like this, uh, the self leadership, like my own self leadership now in Q one has been like <laughs> very important that I I could like separate these very strange feelings from reality, uh, but that is also something I've been practicing. So I'm I'm not like surprised that people might just quit or just like slam the door or get angry or like whatever, or get recruited. I mean, I got a lot of headhunting requests uh, during, uh, yeah, during after this time. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But hey, then let's talk a bit about, you know, successes and then maybe, maybe some failures. And let's start from, let's start with some praises. What, What do you think? Like, you mentioned earlier that your <laughs> you think uh, personally that maybe your other other CEO is is better as CEO, but there were some things that you, you think you you are better. Like where do you think? Like where do you really really succeeded? Like if you look at like from your own perspective and you know based on the feedback you you got from people and yeah. Mm, 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 mm. No, one thing that I got feedback on is that I more clearly like uh, put put like customer success uh, on the on the, oh, top of mind basically mm-hmm. uh, and also that I we have a fantastic uh, existing customer slash post sales slash customer success team and we are very very good at once we have a customer in to like educate them inspire them and help them with trainings to get the most value of uh, mentimeter as a product so uh i i helped the the whole company to realize that and also to realize more more about the value we are actually providing our customers um and um, yeah, so, so that that was uh, that was one thing. I also like Johnny. He he is really like he he really wants to put other people like he 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 likes to take uh, like um, what do you say the, the back seat in a way because he really like wants to push other people forward, like put other people on the stage, and he's really like. For him, it's super important that we always show that the success of Mentimeter is built from everyone uh, and not mm-hmm. like by the leaders or the managers or, or the management team. Uh, but what what I have seen is that that is a pitfall also because I think every company wants to listen to the CEO and hear 
them talk and inspire and their vision. And people are very curious about what 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 does the CEO think about and. So, so I think like, like I did more of that during the autumn. I was like more on stage. I was talking much more to everyone. I was um, uh, doing an intro for the QBR, an outro for the QBR. I was like doing those things uh, where Johnny sometimes just think that other people should shine, which is a great thing. Uh, but I do believe he can combine those uh, more. So that we have been talking about. <laughs> interesting, interesting. And then maybe to you know failures. Where, where do you think that you you failed, or if you would you know, go go to this journey again, knowing what you know right now, like what what would you do differently? Uh, so I failed my my own time management uh, quite quite <laughs> a lot. I would say, like I, I mean. Normally, I take much better care of myself, um, and I also, sorry, I also have much more, um, like, more focus time uh, in the calendar, more more space in the calendar, and and as a CEO or in any leadership position, you need to have space because there will be escalations, there will be challenges, problems coming your way, or like you need to be accessible uh but i got a bit of a of a like a a shock uh because i i had like all all the like the management team and all that but i also had my direct reports as a chief people and culture officer uh and also during the period we were actually we didn't have a, a cmo either so i actually also took care of the directors in the in the marketing team so like mm, uh, like in uh, hindsight, to say that I would probably benefit of of uh, bringing in maybe an interim CMO or, uh, for example. So so you know it's this is like it's so easy to just like be strong and just, I can I can I can, I will fix this I can carry this load it's just a few months you know that but it's actually a business risk and that is my my insight it's a business risk to be too busy. Um, and, uh, that was uh, a failure for sure. Yeah. Great learning, great learning. I feel like, you know, every CEO should, should make sure that there is the focus, <laughs> focus time on the, on the calendar really, really to, you know, first of all, work on things. Yeah. But the job is really to, to have that space, to think longer thoughts and to connect the dots and to, to like see patterns and go above of the operational things. Uh, and mm. uh, if you're too too busy that I was, then you are losing, you lose that ability. Yeah, exactly. But hey, last question for today. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there's a lot of recruiters listening, a lot of VP of people, a lot of VP of TA listening to this episode. So based on this experience, like what, what would be your number one tip for these people you know when <laughs> when working with founders when working with ceos like what, what would be the number one learning from the journey no but i, I think uh, maybe i'm not sure if this is a learning from the journey but all in all in this kind of rapid uh, environment uh, there's uh, you will and and also if you do a lot of things which i think is also important to have pace 
you will always like do mistakes. You will always fail. You will always miss an important detail. Like that will happen. Uh, but as I see it, and I know many others, that you just need to own it. Like you need to to own your own your mistakes and own uh, your fuck ups and own uh, take responsibility of of sorting it up. Uh, and and I think that that's for me. I think that is the tip I would give to any director or VP or anyone who wants to like get more and more responsibility that just like make sure you own it um, completely and, and be very op- just open uh, but have a plan and I think that that is uh, when you get to work with people who act that way that's just such a, a great experience um, and I try to, to be that person myself And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you got a lot of good ideas about SaaS talent acquisition. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it on your social so others can hear it too. And if you have a topic in mind that you would like me to cover in this podcast, share it with me as well. I'm Samuel Lee, CEO and co-founder in Talently, where we help fast-growing SaaS companies in their talent acquisition. Make sure to follow us, make sure to follow this podcast and have an awesome week. Bye-bye.